Welcome to Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries in Greenwood, South Carolina. I'm your host, Chaplain Gray. In the summer of 2018, I served as the camp chaplain at YMCA Camp Harrison. In doing so, I wrote a series of messages called Rooted Principles. Since then, I've modified those camp chapel messages for a wider audience. I hope you enjoy these messages and feel that you can apply these rooted principles to your life. I try to do that each and every day. Don't be a rich fool. The rooted principle today is be rich toward God. In Scripture, Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21, we find a story that Jesus told the crowd around him. Starting at verse 13. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then Jesus told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. Now this scripture today is the first of three rich man parables taught by Jesus. Jesus is speaking about our attitude toward the accumulation of wealth. Yes, you may remember that Joseph advised the Pharaoh to store the excess foods because a famine was coming. There are many feasts that celebrate a good harvest. God created the lands and the blessings and the bounty that lays before us today. However, Jesus is telling us to be alert. He's warning us about greed, envy, and jealousy. These emotions can be very evil. The rich man was so focused on what was stored up, he thought he could just sit back and eat, drink, and be merry. Did he have any awareness or preparation for eternity? No. He was more focused on his retirement than his eternity. I want to take time to look at our last verse, verse 21. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. You see, this verse encourages us to be rich toward God. We are to line up our values with the Father. But how are we to do that? Let's look at three things that we can do to be rich towards God. First, like Carson Wentz, we should use our earthly riches to show how much we value God. On the field, Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz 
is busy striking fear in the hearts of opposing defenses. However, he's been known to serve others with his resources off the field. Since August of 2018, his AO1 Foundation has been sending a food truck named Thy Kingdom Crumb, a play on the words of the Lord's Prayer, into Philadelphia neighborhoods to provide free meals to the city. A report from Sports Spectrum magazine reads, Wentz is involved in a lot, but through understanding what Christ did for him, he can't help but give back with his time and energy. In fact, the title of his foundation, AO1, means Audience of One. All that Wentz does, on the field and off, he does for the glory of God. Second, be rich in the knowledge of God. To accomplish this, we need to study, not just read the Bible. When you read Scripture, how many times do you read a selection? Will you read just one translation, or will you compare several different ones? Do you investigate the circumstances surrounding that passage? Another discipline is that of prayer. We need to have a lifestyle of prayer, not simply pray when we are in deep trouble. And we need to be in true fellowship with other Christians. That means participate in small groups. Pastor Rick Warren said, You can't be blessed by living an independent, isolated life. We're better together. You see, through small groups, you will know God more personally and intimately than you ever could alone because Jesus reveals himself through the love of other believers. Lastly, we should be rich in the work of the Lord. Are you involved in some ministry? It may or may not be connected to your church. Do you take part in providing school supplies for children? Do you donate your time to help build a habitat home with your workmates? If so, you are doing the work of the Lord. I would also suggest that we need to daily do the Lord's work. Plan your work and work your plan. Make it intentional. I have a friend named Larry. He has such a wonderful servant's heart. Yes, he's great at seizing an opportunity that pops up to serve. However, I feel like he begins his day knowing how he will demonstrate his attitude of service. He is rich in the work of the Lord. Here's an age-old question. What's in it for me? Maybe we shouldn't be asking that in the first place. But since you asked, let me tell you. Scripture says that it's great to have an abundant crop, a successful business, and it's great to take care of our physical bodies. But in 1 Timothy 4.8, we are told that physical training is good, but that training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. As some might say, this is the bottom line. Godliness training a.k.a. training to be rich toward God, has eternal benefits. Thank you for joining us for this message in this summer's devotional series, Rooted Principles. You can find our blog at chaplaingray.blogspot.com. You're invited to subscribe to our podcast and our blog.
I'd also like to recommend one of my favorite podcasts, the Second Mile Podcast with Travis Agnew. Remember, his faithful love endures forever. Until next time, this is Chaplain Gray.